Hey, folks, you got to pose in the Matrix here. It's the 2nd of November, 2020. The big kahuna day is tomorrow, the big election day. And uh, so you got me here in, uh, in the People's Republic of Oregon. Uh, I think Brian's down in the People's Republic of California. And then Eric, Eric is in uh, Free America over yep, in South Dakota. Uh, South Dakota. So, <laughs> so we're all together, folks, and we're – go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. Uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, we're going to go ahead and talk about things tonight uh, regarding the, the big kahuna uh, election tomorrow and um, see what's what's going to happen. Uh, we were talking before the show that um, there's actually a confederation, three confederations of states. I don't know how true this is, you know, or how serious they are, but um, a confederation, three confederations, where they're actually thinking about leaving the Union, kind of like the South did uh, before the Civil War. And I've been saying all along, man, I've been saying for for four or five, actually since Obama was in office, uh, that there's going to be a civil war in this country. There really is. And I think we're, we're going to see it pretty soon. I hope not. But um, uh, it sure looks like it's going in that direction. And uh, so... Um, Guys, what do you think about tomorrow? Do you think I, I think Trump's going to take it? But what do you think are going to be the ramifications of that happening? You know, I go ahead. Um, you know, I don't think it's enough just to win tomorrow. Personally, mm-hmm. I, I think we have to decisively win. You know, right in a big way. Like this, this thing can't be close. Because. Um, Otherwise, there's going to be all kinds of fighting just just in that realm. But regardless, when he wins, when Trump wins, you know, there's obviously a plan for riot, rioting and looting and burning, you know, in the urbanized cities. Right. And I just I, I just think it's inevitable. You can't really stop it. But um, yeah, I don't you know I don't know what the solution is to that part per se, other than bringing in the national guard to put it down which is probably what they're going to have to do yeah i just think there's kind of probably be a month or two of you know it's gonna be pretty chaotic but you know i don't know it's winter time so um you gotta riot and loot and burn in chicago in the middle of the winter i don't know (laughs) yeah that might be a saving grace actually you know Um, i wonder if that is to some degree um obviously not every place is cold but a lot of places are going to be. Um, yeah. But you maybe, will definitely see some violence, you know. Maybe there's a reason why the Founding Fathers had the election in November instead of July or something like that, you know. Yeah, it gives uh, people time to cool down. Yeah, right. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah, literally. Brian, Brian, you've been seeing some interesting stuff or reading uh, interesting stuff in down in California, and it's uh, it almost looks hopeful. What have you been seeing down there? Well, I, as I mentioned last week, that Trump parade that I saw, and I talked to Dave earlier before the show, they had another Trump parade down here uh, in Southern California. I saw it on the news. I can't remember exactly if it was Riverside or it was in more east of L.A., but there were 60 miles of cars and over 6,000 vehicles. 60 wow. miles? 60 miles of Trump supporters. Wow, and, um, and the, the media uh, downplayed it as uh, they said they gave the stats and how big it was, but they downplayed it 
and said that they were bringing a lot of congestion to these cities as they were going through. They weren't obeying traffic laws. They had to bring the police in and all this. I don't know if that's true or not, but the parades I've seen, everybody's driving the speed limit. Actually, they drive slower than the speed limit because uh-huh. they want everybody to see the, the flags and the Trump banners. So they're not going to speed. Right. So they're going to go slow and make sure everybody hears them. But there was, I heard it was 6,000 cars, 60 miles long. So, so um, and that's in California down here again. So I think this is going to be a landslide election bigger than Reagan's, which was big. Well, and, when you say bigger I, than Reagan's, uh, you know, there was one election where he won pretty much all the states except three. And then there was another his other election. He won every state except uh, Minnesota one, right? and uh, Washington, D.C. So it's quite a statement. Well, I just by what I see, he had 306 delegates this last election, which is a pretty hefty amount. Yep. And I've heard reports he's going to get between 330 and 350. Yeah, so, that's kind of where I'm. My realm is three, yeah. 320 something to 362 for sure. So he, if it goes beyond gonna, that, wonderful, you know. Yeah. So he's going to have to win a majority of the states, if not all of them or most of them. So I think that's what I've heard. Uh, and another reason I think he's going to win, there's a couple reasons why I think he's going to win. One, the turnout in his rallies. Two, these Trump parades are just incredible. Three, Biden, when you see that he has a rally, there's 50 people there, and it's mostly the reporters. And uh, I don't see any any enthusiasm for him at all. But, but Brian, it's because of COVID. He, he wants everybody <laughs> to social distance. Now, come on now. Yeah. You and then get your head straight now. COVID, we, just so you know, down here, we're in a huge uh, uptick of coronavirus. So this morning, I had to clear out the dead bodies off the street because I couldn't even get to my car. It's like the Black Plague down here. It's so bad. And I'm joking. <laughs> so, but, okay. But that's how... That's how they make it sound down here. They yeah. make it sound like – and I work in a group. I can't tell where I work, but I work where there's at least 100 employees. I don't know one employee or a relative or a friend of one employee who's even got the virus once. I, my family is huge. I have 110 to 115 people in my family, cousins and everybody. I don't know of anybody who's gotten sick from it or died from it. But yeah. yet we're still in the middle of this huge upswing of viruses, of, of positive testing. But yet our hospitals are still laying off nurses. Uh-huh. I don't. So somebody would have to explain to me why why this is happening. But I think yeah, it happened right at the when you know that I, I just I knew it, that it was going to be an uptick in the virus right as the, the week of the uh, election. And sure enough. It is. It's it's yep. spiking right now. Yeah. So, and it's just it's just you know the Democrats, uh, the Republicans aren't perfect as we know because that's why Trump's in office because the last Republican presidents we had weren't the greatest, and, and obviously the Democrats. So now we have Trump because of those two parties, but he's rebuilding our the party, and the Democrats work on fear and intimidation. That's right. their, they always, 
I remember being a kid and, and my my mom and my aunts and my uncles were all Democrats, hardcore. And it was always about fear. You get a Republican, they're going to get rid of Social Security. You get a Republican, they're going to raise your taxes. And, and, and it's the same thing. They actually really haven't changed much in 50 years, except now they're using violence and intimidation and calling it white supremacists, which we know everybody who's been watching news should know that it's not white supremacists. It's Black Lives Matter. It's Antifa. Right. You know, so, and so the other reason I think Trump's going to win um, is that, and I think this is a big one for me, and you take it for what it's worth, he moved the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem for Israel. Right. And if he's honoring God in that way, I don't see how he's going to lose. Mm-hmm. God, blesses right. those, God blesses those that bless Israel. And um, whether you're a Christian or not, you uh, are protecting Israel, the apple of God's eye, as far as nations, mm-hmm. then you're going to have favor with the Lord. Um, yeah. It just kind of goes with it. And so I – and Trump is not a perfect man, obviously. He's a little rough around the edges. He's a cowboy. I think he's like a cowboy from the Old West, went into Dodge City. He's cleaning up Dodge City. <laughs> Wyatt Earp. Yeah, he's actually quite not quite as rough as you know he was when he first started out in 2015. Yeah. He's still a little rough. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not making excuses oh. for some of the thing. I mean, what yes. was it? Uh, he said about a week ago he he made a comment about CNN. Uh, I I don't want to repeat it what he said exactly, but you know you can look it up for yourself. But he it, it, he just knows how to uh, really zing. Um, you know, the media and the, you know, when he said it, the crowd just went wild. So, but you know, he, 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 he appeals to a kind of a wide base of people, you know, the, the everyday um, person that, you know, a lot of people are a little, a little bit rough around the edges, you know, you know what I mean? He says what everybody thinks basically. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I, I think there is no filter. Win. I think he's going to win just for, for that reason alone by, Honoring Israel, I think, for that reason alone, he'll have another four years. And um, yep. and just another thing I heard, another stat, that 20% of the Democratic Party is going to switch and vote for Trump. Yep, I've heard so, that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. They're talking like he's going to get 20 to 25% of the black vote. Yep. Which, yeah. Usually it's like 10 to 12% for most. Yeah, I think he got about 8% last uh, election. So if he gets... 20, 20 to 30, something like that. It it, it will definitely change things. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of the other thing. Um, what was I going to say? No, it'll come back to me. Sorry. Well, you know that um, uh, the blacks have been disenfranchised, and the uh, the uh, Democrats have have basically dropped them like a hot potato and taken on the Latino cause. You know, and I'm talking, I mean the illegal alien cause. Pardon me, you wonderful uh, law-abiding Latinos out there. I didn't mean to include you in that. But, um, you know, he's, they, they've taken on the cause of the illegal aliens and and, um, and basically told black America, well, we've used you for all we can use you for. We don't need you anymore. Yeah. And, they're, and the black Americans are saying, well, that's okay because uh, Trump's doing us better anyway and uh, – 
I mean, I just they, they interviewed some guy who was sitting in his car the other day, and they said, "Who are you going to vote for?" He goes, "Well, of course I'm going to vote for Trump. Who else would I vote for?" Right. Uh, and, I mean, oh, it's wow. Yep. Yeah. And, I and noticed was, a lot of the news media are complaining about uh, they were talking about their friends and stuff for voting for Trump or supporting Trump, and they had to get rid of all their friends and. I guess there's even people like radio show hosts that are admitting that they have people that are pretty well known, even like Hollywood celebs that basically have said, hey, I, I, I voted for Trump. I voted uh, Republican completely down ticket, but I can't tell anybody because I'll lose my job or right. I, I'll be blacklisted and I'll never, you know, and these are ordinary people. These are Hollywood celebs. So there's some block of voters out there that are basically uh, – submarine voters they you you don't know who they are they pretty much come up above the water you know t- you know put their vote in and then go back underneath the water and you never know who they are so yeah right yeah. right yep. yeah um you know i the total the title of the show that i i picked tonight was the lesser shall the uh, the greater shall serve the lesser and um if you look at it you know, you have the Washington establishment, you know, they, where they call them the deep state, the swamp, the whole nine yards. And, and Trump came in and is totally opposite from them. And it's kind of like a, um, a Jacob uh, Esau thing or um, maybe a Benjamin, not Benjamin, um, a Joseph versus his brothers thing uh, where, you know, the God. Uh, I don't know about you, um, Brian, you're you're. Um, genealogy probably uh your, your portuguese probably always favored the oldest son i know that the italians do and in many cases the spanish culture does and um but that's that's a kind of a fallacy because uh many times you know you have uh well abraham and isaac he isaac was the second born so he was the favored um jacob was the favorite over esau um and you go on and on and on, you know, so God kind of um, does a, uh, a flip-flop when it comes to that. And so you have Trump, who's, who's basically a nobody. Yes, he was a billionaire and a builder and everything else, but not a politician. And and I think that the, the elder people who are the Democrats and the long-term career politicians are the ones that are, are, are offended because they're the greater ones and they're, be, and they're having to serve the lesser, so to speak. And that's why, you know, you have people like Nancy Pelosi and, and all the ding-dongs in, uh, in the House of Representatives that are so loud and crying and stamping their feet and everything because they're having to serve somebody or um, should be serving him. Um, they're not really doing it like they should be. Um, and, and they're all ticked off about it. So um, anyway, it's it's interesting because uh, if you look at the account of uh, – uh, David and Saul, you know, David uh, would not go against Saul until Saul until Saul died, and then David even honored Saul's um, descendants. Usually, um, after uh, a, a situation like that, the uh, the ruler that came in would murder the whole family of his uh, adversaries or his predecessors, but uh, David didn't do that, and. Uh, it worked for him and it worked against him in some cases, but uh, not saying that Trump should go out and murder all the Democrats because I know somebody's going to get that out of that. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, 
it's it's interesting how uh, you know how he came in as an unknown. He came in as a uh, they laughed about it. Remember, remember, people said they were going to vote for Trump. Was well, it Ann, I, Ann Coulter I, got laughed off the stage. Almost. Well, I I laughed at it. You know, I have to you know confess initially. When he announced he was running, I laughed because my wife was telling me about it, and I laughed like, you know, this is a joke, right? You know, right? And then, then I actually w- went and listened to him, and and I was like, whoa, this guy's gonna win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Yep. So I think that um, there there are many uh, biblical uh, narratives that we can, you know, we don't have to look at them, but that that point to the fact that. God tends to favor the young one if he's righteous. Um, you know, you, you could argue that Jacob was far from righteous, <laughs> um, but uh, Isaac was. And uh, so David, well, David wasn't really either at the beginning with the whole Bathsheba thing and, and Uriah, having Uriah killed. And But um, he was far less wicked than, uh, than the swamp that existed before him. Um, and... Uh, you know, and Esau um, always held it against David. Even Esau's descendants held it against the Jews. And I think if there are any uh, alive today, um, that they, they're still that way. I think they're probably called the Palestinians. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting how history repeats itself. And if we go into Scripture and we look at these things, we see that God always favors the righteous one. Now, um, I like something Trump said the other day because they called, I think they called them great. And it kind of reminded me of something that Yeshua said. Uh, remember when they, they called him great? And he says, no, I'm not great. There's only one that's great, and that's God. And uh, well, Trump they even, is, said, they even Trump, said he they made some comment about uh, him, you know, being famous. And then, you know, Trump stopped him basically. Yeah, I might be, but there's one greater than me. Exactly. The big guy, Jesus. And he yeah. says, Jesus, you know. And the, the crowd erupts, you know. <laughs> exactly. It was, it was wonderful, so that's good. And I think that's what has the um, the liberals all ticked. You know, he's yep. he's um, probably the first righteous president we've had in there in a long, 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 long time. Um, yes. Reagan, I know if you read some accounts, was, uh, was uh, pretty wicked. But um, uh, anyway, I, I don't know where I was going with that. But um, so... It's it's interesting to watch history repeat itself, and and they can do all the scammering, they can do all the the, the stamping of feet that they want to do, and it, whoever God wants in there at, during this season is going to get in there, and um, I'm just hoping that while Trump has been in there, that the nation has become more righteous because I think that's the reason why Trump has has been placed here. Plus, you know, our favor for Israel. You know, um, like you said, Brian, um, Abraham was made a promise. Uh, I will bless them that bless you, curse them that curse you. And maybe that's why the Republican Party's dying, because uh, they, they basically curse Israel. You don't have to do it in words. You can do it in actions. And inaction is the same thing as action. So, you know, by not by promising, uh, let's see, Clinton promised, I think, uh, oh, Obama, I don't know if he promised, but a lot of. Uh, Republicans and Democrats promised to move the embassy into Jerusalem and never did it, but uh, Trump did it, and uh, and I, I'm I'm sure that God sees that as an act of righteousness, and uh, so it's it's just really nice to see that uh, 
you know, we got somebody up there that that's doing uh, God's work and and listening to His voice because you, you know, just that He gave credit, like you said, you know, I'm not, I'm not the great one. The great one's God, you know, or Jesus, and yeah. um, and it, it was just amazing when He said that. I was like, oh boy, I bet you that's gonna that's like throwing a rock at the hornet's nest. Um, it didn't get to quite the the bad response that I thought it was going to get. Boy, I thought that was going to go for weeks about that one. Um, but it kind of, they kind of let it die out for some reason. I don't know exactly why. Yeah, there's some aspects to religion they 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 won't directly target and attack. Otherwise, it's going to make them look real bad. I mean, they do to some they do in their own you know indirect way, but not directly like that because it would right. you know it would right. be like attacking you know another person's religious beliefs and then you know. Well, actually, they did it to the Supreme Court justice that got, you know, confirmed. Yeah, you know, yeah, they did. But yeah, they, they did. didn't care there. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they didn't go more after him on that. So yeah. Well, Brian, I, you know, you talk about Gavin Newsom down there, and he was campaigning in Nevada. What the heck is he doing, campaigning in Nevada? Which is just kind of freaks me out. He can't even run his own state. But um, anyway. Uh, Kate Brown the other day, uh, our illustrious um, governess, and boy, am I doing her a favor by calling her that. Um, she decided to open the schools up more here in Oregon, but at the mm. same time said that uh, the larger Christian schools cannot open. So there, now there's a big there's a big uproar up here about that, you know, and um, and she's also extended the. Uh, the state of emergency again, uh, violating the Constitution of Oregon by not going to the legislature to do it. Um, and so now we're going to January 1st with all this COVID stuff. Um, and, and the thing that really kills me is that you know you'll read, well you know you know the communist outlets in the state, Brian, uh, down in Eugene, yeah. the radio stations and television stations, and I get some of their stuff on Facebook, and it's like oh. 150 new cases, but they don't tell you about the deaths because there aren't any, you know, there aren't any deaths. So they're not going to tell you about that, but they get you all worked up because there's all these new cases. Well, people are surviving the stupid thing. Now it's mutated to the point where it's just basically like the common flu for most people. Right. You know, and I don't care who you are, you know, if, if you got a, a serious health condition, yeah, COVID's going to take you out, but so is the flu. Um, and maybe even a bad cold would take you out if, if you if you got bad enough, you know. Um, yeah. So you know this this baloney about uh, oh yeah, well you know we really got to clamp down. And who in their right mind um, quarantines healthy people and you know and doesn't really quarantine? Well, let's just put it this way: in, in a healthy society. Um, it's usually the sick people that are quarantined and the healthy people are allowed to go about their business. Okay. And like Trump said, he said the reason that the test results or that more people are showing up with, uh, um, with COVID is because we're testing more. Yep. That Um, is true. They tested everybody in in our, in our facility the other day, 1600 people, uh, employees were tested. And, um, I, Really, I don't think anybody, I think one, they found one case of COVID in 1600. Wow. Okay. And, uh, but you should have seen it. It's, 
And it's it's just like the organization I work for is a state organization, but you, you can tell from our little area of of the state that they're making this stuff up as they go along. Um, you know, right the minute that they, they did all the testing, all of a sudden it was like, well, there's three active cases in one of the units. So everybody, everybody with a license, uh, all nurses, doctors, had to get tested for COVID and fitted for M95 masks, okay? Now, bear in mind that if you have asthma, breathing through an M95 mask is pretty difficult. I, I don't know if you have to wear them, Brian. Do you on your job? Yes, I do. Is, do they, you find they try it, to make me wear they try yeah. to make me wear them, but I I don't. I I wear it if I have to be in close quarters with uh, my coworkers, but if I'm not in close quarters, I don't wear them. Right, right. So you know, it's like, and I, I was just talking with my doctor today. He's writing me a note, you know, that I I'm, I shouldn't wear an M95 mask uh, because of health conditions, you know, pre-existing conditions. And a pre you know, that's all we hear about with Obamacare now. It's pre-existing conditions, you know, and and it's like, okay, you know, where my workplace is concerned, yeah, you can have a pre-existing condition, but, you know, if we need you in that area, we're sending you in there no matter what you have, you know. And it's like, okay, so the pre-existing condition clause in anything is basically garbage because they're going to send you, they're going to send you anyway. So what's, you know, what's the big deal? And it's just watching them make this stuff up as they go along is really, if it wasn't, if it didn't impact us in such a way that it does, it would be kind of fun to watch because it'd be, it'd be like watching uh, Forrest Gump trying to, uh, to, to run the U.S. government. Well, maybe he is, um, you know, I, I'm talking about Congress. He'd probably do a better job. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> um but uh, you know it's 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 crazy watching this stuff go on, you know. And then then you hear from Eric, you know, about his state. They never did. They never were required to mask up that you know that much and everything yeah. else. And everybody's doing just fine. So, you know, where's the scientific evidence that masking up and everything is going to protect you? It's not there. Well, I think that's the big issue. I mean, even on the on those boxes that these masks are in, what say it doesn't protect against coronavirus? It says that. Right. Yeah. The size of the virus isn't going to, um, you know, is smaller than what most of these, you know, cloth masks that they are saying that we have to wear. You know, Inf- they're, they're more just kind of make feel, people feel better, I think. They're kind of su- supposed to be meant maybe as more of a comfort thing that, that they're maybe doing something. Yeah. It's it's not – they're not real effective. And they honestly, even – you know, it's spreading everywhere and – it doesn't matter if you're in a draconian lockdown like California. It's still spreading there, and mm-hmm. and uh, we're a little more wide open, and it's still spreading here. Right, right. But there's herd right. mentality, and when enough people get it and enough people in the herd get it, yeah. it, it doesn't become serious anymore because most people are yeah. <clears throat> are immune to it. And, well, um, use a multiplier of about 10. So whatever the infected cases that are reported, use mm-hmm. multiply it by 10, and that's probably what it is. Right. Like I think in my my state, we've had you know 42,000 confirmed cases of it. So right. that's you know 420,000. That's half half the state population in South Dakota. So half of the population's had it, but yet you know we've had um, let's see less than. Uh, th- 
less than 400 die, I think, Uh huh. this year. I mean, don't get me wrong. A, a loss of a life is a loss of a life. I, I'm not discounting that. Uh huh. But when you look at the actual rate of infection versus the people that are dying, it's the, the, it's the number is not enough right. to be declared a pandemic. Right. You know, and I'm those... not taking away, away from the loss of life, you know. But when I, like in my state, when I, they actually keep track of all the statistics and they show the age ranges of the people that are dying. And it's basically out of the 400 cases, you know, about um, 250 of them are people that are 80 years old and plus. And then the the next next larger segment is in the 70 to 79. And then it starts to really drop from there. So the bulk of them are all in the, uh, the older age to begin with, you know, that are dying. It's not a whole lot of young, younger people dying. Very small yeah, percentage. It's all people at, that at are all. stuck in their houses and in nursing homes too. So yeah, that's that's yeah. a lot. It is again. I'm not taking away from the loss of life, but the, the reality is, it's a virus, and there's no amount of isolation, no amount of uh, control or mass that is going to stop, you know, this from going everywhere it's just not I and mean, it's, yeah. it's just we're a little arrogant i think as a as a people to think that we can control this you know yeah brian did you have you were saying something yeah about uh i was just trying to look it up but the world health organization came out a couple of months ago with the actual death rate of covid and if you put that those numbers with what what's actually being shown to us every day on television, we're definitely being lied to because the World Health Organization is a liberal organization, as you know. Right. And they're a one-world government organization, and they came out and said, I don't have it right in front of me, but I remember hearing this on the, on the radio and television, around 8 or 9% of the actual COVID deaths are actual COVID deaths. Right. So that means in America, I think it's around 240,000. I think somebody said or Eric said it's yep. probably around 22,000. Yes. Actually, right. the deaths actual yeah. from COVID. You got COVID. It killed you, not mm-hmm. a heart attack. And then you get an autopsy and you have COVID. You die of COVID. So right, right. it's actually a lot less than the flu, the death rate. It's, it's like I think the death rate from COVID, they said, is 0.14 percent. Right. It's less than the flu. And I, I remember reading this article. I was looking it up right now as you guys were talking. And then so when they give all these numbers that were spiking and how we happened to spike the week of the election or the week before, it's obviously to me is um, to keep people fear in people, to keep them from voting, to go to the polls, to mail in the ballot. Who's, who's not going to go to the polls? The elderly more likely. Yeah, but that's true. Uh, but have you noticed how politicized the masks are? Right. Yes. Right. So, yes. so ask yourself the question: If you are a mask wearer and you believe everything the media tells you, then you're going to be far more scared to go to that poll to vote, right? Right. Yes. What What voting block is that going to actually affect? Politically? Democrats. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What will Trump? What, 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 what will Republicans do? Literally crawl over broken glass yeah. to to vote. Exactly. Yeah. 
I think that's I think that part of it is another component that's going to shoot uh, them in the in the foot. Um, that's, come tomorrow. That's a great um, way to look at that. I never thought of that before, Eric. It's... But again, you know, people do have you know early voting stuff like that, but maybe it won't be as big a factor as I think. But we'll see. Yeah, you yeah, know and... what? Go ahead, Eric. I mean, uh, Brian. I'm sorry. Well, uh, the other thing is the actual test that for COVID, from what I've researched, at best they're 50% accurate. Right. At best, right. that means 50% of the COVID tests they say are positive are, are actually negative. Right. So I've also those COVID numbers yeah. and cut them in half. I've also heard that even if you have the common cold, you can test yes. positive for COVID. Well, yeah, because COVID is it. Yeah, a cold is a COVID virus. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. another variant of it. Right. Um, I'll go ahead. I'm sorry, Dave. I I was going to say, I just talked with my doctor today, as a matter of fact, about this, because um, it's suspected that I probably had it back in June. Um, Got over it pretty quickly, but I've been having some lingering effects of it, and I've been missing work because of it. But anyway, um, he told me, uh, a couple of visits ago, um, because you can't go in anymore because the doctors are afraid of it. Um, but uh, so they call you up and they do video visits. And he said uh, during a, a video visit that the uh, the the swab test is 60% accurate at best. And that if you even go get the antibody test, that's only 80% accurate. There's a 20% chance that if you've had it, it won't show up in your antibodies. Okay, that's important to know. Um, So it's funny because when he writes to me correspondence, he never says that stuff because I don't think he wants it down on paper. But when we talk face-to-face or something like that, it's it's always, you know, he's always kind of levied with me in honesty about what what the truth is about it. You know, now they have something that um, what, what I think is affecting me. It's called long haulers, and it's people that get it. And then, um, uh, although you get over the actual infection, every once in a while you'll still get a fever, a, a cough, and uh, you know you get tired real easy and stuff like that. And that's for a day or two, and then you feel fine again. And um, it's happening to more and more and more people, and uh, and that's they got a name for it: long haulers, kind of like long haul trucking. You know, you go a long way. And um, so I'm, I'm hoping that a lot of employers out there, if you're an employer and you're listening to this and somebody's calling in and they're saying that they still have COVID symptoms and uh, and you're going, well, you know, it's only supposed to last for a couple of weeks. You're lying. You're fired. Uh, no, that's uh, that's not the truth. It, uh, it can linger on for weeks, months, and uh, um, there's even a name for it. So, but... Um, Anyway, it's 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 interesting because with the M95 mask, like I was asking you, Brian, I've I've tried uh, when in the past when I painted houses and stuff, you know, you can get those masks for well, you used to be able to get them for you know a nickel a piece, um, but uh, nowadays they have to be fit correctly. Um, they and and trying to breathe through them. When you're when you're walking fast or climbing stairs or, or anything else is very difficult, especially if you have asthma, and uh, which which I do, and um, so I have to get a special note from my doctor saying that I can't be fitted for one of those because of pre-existing conditions, and um, and also that I I should not be sent to parts of my workplace where 
COVID could uh, be a uh, more of a reality than it is where I where I currently work. You know, so uh, we have to jump through all these stupid hoops, uh, walk these tight wires, and everything else because we're, we're dealing with something that's not really understood that well, and it has been been labeled as super dangerous when it's really not. But then, do you really want to take the chance that it's not? You know, it, it's man, what a you know uh, a conundrum uh, it is. You know, it's 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 really bizarre. But um, I, I opt for the the um, the idea that it's not as dangerous as they say it is, or at least it isn't now. Um, uh, if you look at the law of mutation, um, a lot of and I've gotten into this because I, I am definitely totally against evolution. I mean, macroevolution. I mean, adaptation is another story, but um, uh, evolution. You're supposed to believe that some dinosaur laid an egg and it was a bird, you know, and then birds came out. Well, that's kind of hard to do because if you had laid one egg with one bird, what's it going to breed with? It's going to die out. But anyway. Um, in the law of mutation, um, 99.999% of mutations are lethal or, or deadly to the organ, lethal and deadly, same thing, harmful or deadly to the organism that the mutation happens to. Okay. Um, you could look at it, uh, people that get uh, um, different uh, immune diseases, you know. Um, I'm talking about, there's one in the lungs that kids get a lot. I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, cystic fibrosis, that's the name. And uh, it's usually deadly. I uh, usually don't live, live past 25. Um, you know, people have lived to be about 40 years old with it, but sooner or later, cystic fibrosis gets you. And it's because of a mutation in your genes. And um, so uh, anyway, getting back to the, the, the mutation um, theory, um, mutations are always harmful, and that's, that includes for viruses too. Um, you'll notice that uh, you know, when the flu season comes, it's usually October. It usually lasts through maybe March or April, and then it becomes ineffective, and then it dies. Okay, uh, the- theoretically, I don't know. That's that's what seems to be the case anyway. Um, and that's because your body overcomes it, or the, hu- the human body overcomes it, and I'm talking about humans collectively, and it figures out a way to kill the virus. Um, so... Uh, being that uh, things, these things mutate, and when they mutate, they become less deadly. I've never really heard of any um, disease that mutates and becomes worse. Um, even AIDS nowadays, you know, even with all the medications that they have and everything for it, if if you if, if somebody comes down with AIDS, um, there's a better chance of living now than there was back in the 1980s when it was, you know, a death sentence. Um, and again, there's medications for it, stuff like that. And then doctors have figured out a way to get around some of the sarcomas and everything else that's a result from it. But um, as, as as a rule, AIDS has become less deadly. Um, so it just goes to show you that. Um, um, I'm sorry, I was looking at the uh, the chat room. Uh, it. Um, Seeing that that's the case and, and things get less deadly, then it, it, it would follow suit that uh, COVID-19 would become less deadly. And it has. People are getting it and getting over it uh, more than ever. You know, well, that's probably because we don't have people like Mario Cuomo or Andrew Cuomo, excuse me, uh, moving uh, AIDS, AIDS-infected patients into nursing homes um, and, and stuff like that. But... Um, 
it's uh, it's just interesting that you know they they ignore that you know they they're always look at the science look at the science well we well, look at the science of mutations mutations get weaker as uh, uh, anything with a mutation gets weaker as it goes along uh, the mutation and, and it mutates into almost nothing so um, this thing right from the onset uh, COVID had a death sentence you know itself it had a death death sentence and. And we're witnessing it right now. Uh, yeah, um, we're hearing now that there's sporadic cases. It's it's starting to peak again. Well, I think that's poppycock, actually. And like like Trump says, it's because we're testing more people. It's not that more people are getting it. It's more people are being tested and it's being found. It was there all along. It's just being revealed now, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, you know, I've said enough. Uh, anybody else want to? Pipe in about anything, or um, you know, uh, go ahead. I um, actually just piggybacking off of that. That's that shows that herd immunity is taking place, which is a good thing, right? So, like Eric mentioned, what half the population of the state might already be infected, but the death rate is really, really low. It's only four hundred. So, and and that's and those numbers are skewed because, like I said before. It's really only nine percent of what they're actually saying, so the death rate's even lower than the four hundred, probably. Right. Um, I mean, I mean, that'll never come out, but God knows what it is, and they know what it is, and they know they're lying to us. Uh-huh. So it's uh-huh. if if this wasn't a political year, this disease would probably not be around right now. No, I um, agree with you on that, and I think it'll get start. Everybody will start getting better on November fifth. Yeah. You know? Exactly, and actually, down that's what that's now you reminded me. It was on the news today. The superintendent of uh, Los Angeles County, uh, Los Angeles School District, second largest in the country, said he's going to start opening um, uh, some classes this week for early uh, early learning children and like kindergartners, and that he's telling the state and the government that we need they need more money to open up. And that they're not helping enough. And this is the first time I've heard him come out against the state. And uh, he actually said that we're going to be opening schools fully by January 1st. And so you're talking, yeah, you're talking 248 schools. I mean, I don't know the pop. I think it's three or 400,000 students. So it's second largest in the, in the country next to New York. So, why would they start thinking of doing that if we're right in the middle of a surge? Exactly. Right of, so it just and like like another thing, just 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 you don't even have to be a rocket scientist to figure out this is all political because the news stations locally here, when the disease first hit, everybody had to meet in their homes and and zoom from their homes to do their local news broadcast. In the last week or two since the surge started. They're all back in the studios right? around each other. So if it's such a bad surge, why are these news organizations all back in their studios? Right. Because right. they know something we don't know that we do know. We just, we, we just, it's common sense. Yeah. It's, this has just been a big, the, the world's largest scam. We've all got scam. Exactly. The disease, the disease is real. People do die from it. But, yes. But, it's not what they said it was. We shouldn't have locked the whole country down 
or something that's less or is equal with the flu. We don't lock the country down for the flu. Why would we lock it down for COVID? Because Donald J. Trump was president. Yeah, exactly. Him so much. Just think about this, and I hope anybody who's listening that's going to vote for Biden, they locked us down intentionally and blew the numbers up. And they knew they were going to hurt their own people along with the rest of the country, and they did it anyway. Right. There's Democrat, liberal business owners out there that lost everything. And if you're hearing my voice, they did this knowing they would put you out of business, but it was worth it to get rid of Trump. Right. That's how much hatred is for Trump on the left. Yeah. And it's really a sad day that our politicians had to come to that point. But I think it's also a God thing because God, it says he reveals the things in darkness he brings to light. Right. And shouts it from the rooftop. And we know now what the left really thinks. A year ago, they were hiding behind politics and you couldn't pin them down about no whenever we don't want to raise taxes no we don't want to pack the court now their lead guy that they're putting in there for president is admitting that they're going to pack the court get rid of oil and taxes they're just blatantly saying it yeah and that would never have happened if trump never got an office so in a way it's a blessing because now america you know how the left really is. So right. if you vote these people in, you're going to get what you vote for. That's right. And it's not going to be the America that we once loved. It's going to be completely different. Yeah. Well, you know, I always I always said that, um, you know, these people that are uh, died in the world uh, leftists, I won't say liberals because there are some neat liberals out there, and I, I love them dearly. Um, but uh, they uh, – they, they, like you said, they always reveal what they're up to, and um, they're always. Uh, uh, you were mentioned about the newsrooms being full and stuff like that, but, um, but also, you know, when you, when when came when Kmart, I almost say Kmart, they're not around anymore. When Walmart is allowed to open up and you can have as many people as you want to in there with masks, but you can't open up a small mom and pop shop. Um, there's something wrong there. There's there's political um, ramifications that are that go along with that. That means that Walmart is um, actually we we used to call it China Mart, and it still might be China Mart. I don't know, <laughs> but um, it's uh, uh, it's you know they they have some kind of influence um, politically as you know, and they're probably contributing a lot of money to the powers that be. And who knows? Maybe George Soros owns Walmart now. I don't know, but. Um, it's uh, the 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 enemy will always give themselves away. Um, it happened in Scripture all the time that the uh, Satan gave himself away, you know. And um, I like a quote that you used earlier, um, um, or alluded to it, that uh, the the darkness is being brought into the light, and that um, what is it? The one Scripture that says that. Uh, uh, what's done in secret will have light shown upon it, and the things that are said in secret will be shouted from the rooftops. You know, yeah. and and that's what they're doing, and they're doing it themselves. Like you said with Biden, you know, I'm going to raise taxes, I'm going to I'm going to stop fracking, but I'm going to I'm going to keep fracking going. You know, it's it's anybody that looks at uh, what was that 
phrase, how do you know a Democrat's lying, their lips are moving? You know, it's and that's what it is. You know, it's it's and, and Nancy Pelosi, my goodness, uh, if there's not a special place in Hades for that woman, um, there, there never will be a place, a uh, special place for anybody down there. Um, but, uh, you know, to, to yeah. she wants to include all of this stuff um, on her bill to to give a, to help hurting American families Um but she wants to also send a bunch of money for illegal aliens, um, include them in welfare uh, and everything else. And, and the Republicans are saying, no, we're not going to do that. We just want to help the Americans that are hurting right now. Well, then I'm not going to sign the bill. You know, and it's like, OK, well, good, because you're, you're kind of signing your own death warrant. You know, yeah. well, politically speaking, you're not going to get voted. And is she up for election this year? Do you know? Pelosi? Oh, I'm sorry. Pelosi? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know if she is. I think uh, Dianne Feinstein is, but I'm not sure about Pelosi. Yeah, I know and Waters that, is. Yeah, she's. Yeah. And you know, Dave, what you said, you just sparked uh, something in my, my brain, which needs a little copy. Um, <laughs> Democ- the word Democrat, my family was Democrat when I was growing up, like I said earlier. Staunch Gen- Democrats for 30, 40 years that I know of. Uh, right. It didn't matter who it was. They were a Democrat. You vote for them. And the word Democrat now, see, if John, John, if John F. Kennedy was alive right now running for office, he wouldn't get any votes from his own party. No, he right. wouldn't. He'd be too conservative by today's standards. Yeah. Yep. So now there's the old-time Democrats. I call them my mom's generation, maybe even my generation, our generation. But the rest of the party are leftist, socialist liberals. They're not even Democrats. So no. and I mean – I just started thinking because what we're, we're talking about, any Democrats listening to this, you're not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the left of your party the socialists of your party, the AOCs of your party, the Maxine Waters who want to take our First Amendment away, our Second Amendment away, who want to take everything away. That's what I'm talking to. And I think the actual Democrats that were the backbone of the Democrat Party don't want this. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to revolt against Biden and because they see that this going too far left. And and with, they're like my mom. My mom was here today, who's passed away years ago. Uh, she was a Democrat. She would be like appalled. She'd be voting for Trump. Right. And right. actually, the Democrat Party used to be more like Trump. Because remember, the Democrat Party used to be don't go into wars, no uh, endless wars, no nuclear treaties, none, I mean, all this stuff. And that's exactly what Trump is. He doesn't want to go into endless wars. He doesn't right. want to attack this a nation, and that's how the Democrat Party used to be. Uh-huh. Now they want to go. They want to go into any war they can get. Actually, the deep state Republican Party loves to go in wars because they make money off off the defense contracts, and they don't like Trump, the deep state, because he doesn't want to go into these conflicts. And if Biden gets in there. You watch, mark my words, that we're going to be into conflicts within the first six months. Oh, yeah. Gonna, oh, yeah. We're going yeah. to go back into Syria. We're going to go after Iran. We're going to have do this. We're going to do that. 
North yeah, Korea. Yeah, Trump's getting us all, all of these wars and stuff like yeah. that. And, and that's something that's always been a big thing of for Democrats yeah. is we need to get out of these wars. And honestly, now that I know yeah. that a lot of these these wars are a farce, uh, yeah. you know, I have to agree with that piece. And, uh, you know, what Trump's been doing with that uh, is is a big deal. I, I did look, and Pelosi is on the ballot um, for this election. So okay, good. He's up. Good, so, good Brian. Yeah. No, that was Eric. No, no, I said, you know, I, th- I think you were in the middle of a thought or something. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, okay. That's it. I just, um, I, as we sit here and we talk, it's, it sparks things in my memory. And I, I remember as a kid hearing Democrats talk and, uh, and, you know, even as a young kid, 10 years old, I remember them on television and giving their speeches and saying these endless wars the Republicans are taking us into. Now it's the complete opposite. And it's um, it's just you know what it is. This has always been fest. This is always the way they've been, and they've always lied to us who they really are. Right. And now we know who exactly who they are. So if the American people will wake up and see this, we should win every election for the next thirty years. Exactly. The American people, if they realize this, Democrat. I'm talking Democrats too. Mm-hmm. If you elect a person like Joe Biden. No more oil. You'll raise your taxes or go into wars. You'll be in lockdown for another two years with COVID, whether you like it or not. Right. Your businesses are going to go under. And if anybody who's got common sense knows just that much, they're going to think there's no way I would ever vote for that party ever again. Right. Because if I do, it's my death sentence for my business and my family. Right. Well, you know, you're 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 right in, in addressing Democrats, but let's let's just address another group of people that uh, I can't understand, um, and that's the uh, the Christians that won't vote for Trump, and the never Trumpers, even though they're yeah. Republicans. Uh, you know, I, the other day I I I did a short radio show about something I can't remember what it was, but and I just said, you know, if you're not going to vote for yourself, if if you hate Trump because you're because of you, I said, think about your children and grandchildren. Think about the legacy that you're leaving for them. Because if you allow Biden to get in, you're basically signing your children and, and grandchildren's death warrants. You know, because it's going to affect them in one way or another. Even, you know, because what's going to happen is the, the, the political, or excuse me, the, the, the Christian right, I can't even say that because there shouldn't be a Christian left. That doesn't make any sense. Um, but Christians in general, especially evangelicals, have been pro-Trump. Now, if Biden gets in, and he won't, but let's use a scenario that he did get in. Who's the first group that many of these knuckleheads and these crazy people are going to go after? It's the Christians. Okay. Because supposedly we're the ones that put him in office, you know, it's, he supports our God, you know, and everything else. When you, when you look down at, at, the, at the way it's pressed down, shaking together and running over, that's the whole thing. But, um, so they're going to come back with a vengeance. And it's not going to be necessarily the Jews that are going to suffer persecution this time. It'll be the Christians that are thrown into um, labor camps and stuff like that. And if you don't think that can, can happen, believe me, it can. And um, so, you know, for the for the Christians that are out there that say, well, first of all, I don't believe in voting. You know, it's 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 you know, it's 
we're not we're supposed to trust God to place people in office. Well, if that's true, then you'd be raising a British flag up in your front yard every year uh, on whatever day that they celebrate their independence. And you'd be uh, singing God Save the Queen. And we would have been doing that for the last 235 or 240 years. Yeah, sometimes we have to pick up the shovel. Exactly. Pick up the shovel or the rifle, as the case may be, and, 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 you know, and do some work for goodness sakes. You know, I get so aggravated. There, there's that principle in the church. It's called 95-5. It's, and that means that 5% of the people do 95% of the work while the rest of the people just sit in the pews, twiddling their thumbs, wondering when the service is going to be over so they could go home and watch football or go to their family picnic or whatever it is they yeah. do after, you know, and it's like, no, no, that's not the way it's supposed to be. If you're a Christian, the whole church is part of your family. All of you are part of one family. And you're supposed to revere God as being our, our Lord and Savior and our King and our and our Redeemer. And when the football game comes on is of no consequence. As a matter of fact, I was kind of hoping football would die with all this. It's it seems they seem to be trying to make a last dip uh, that last ditch attempt to to bring football back. Uh, and baseball and all the sports, but I think that that's um, that's going to go bye bye one of these days. But anyway, um, you know, it's it's yeah, you, you know, that's that's the mentality. You know, sit there and do nothing. And the same thing with the election. Oh well, you know, let God put the person in there. You know, well, yeah, if, if you want a monarchy like like they had in biblical <laughs> times, yeah, then that's going to happen. You right, know, exactly. But, but we don't want a monarchy. I I worked with a woman. She was Iranian, and she had a I think her name was like Shabanu or something like that. And I said, that's kind of a neat name. What does it mean? And she said, well, we it means queen of the city. And and I I didn't get along with her too well. And I looked at her and I said, well, we got rid of our kings and queens 230 years ago. Um, but anyway, uh, it's we we don't have a monarchy here. We don't have um, royalty in this country. Well. We're not supposed to anyway. Um, and uh, we got rid of that for a reason, because uh, royalty tends to take over and uh, suppress the, the common man. And, yeah, if, if you want to not vote for Trump and you want to condemn your kids to a really bad future, because um, no vote for Trump is a vote for Biden. And um, go ahead and sit on your rear ends and, and don't get out and vote. You know, but if, if you really care about what your your life is going to be like in its latter years, what your kids are going to go through, and your grandkids and your great grandkids, and you know however long your progeny will last, then you're going to get out and do something about it. And anything else, I'm sorry, but anything else is selfishness. It's selfishness, and uh, man, that's I think that's one of the seven deadly sins or something like it. Um, but uh, you know, it's 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 really a sad thing to watch these 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 Christians that won't get out and, and vote. And, um, and, you know, with, with the stupidest reasons, like I said, one of them is let God do it. Let God put the righteous man in there. Uh, another one is what if I put the wrong guy in there? Uh, another one that's been going around is, well, Trump's the antichrist. Yeah. Because he brought two Arab nations together with Israel. And, and he's the antichrist because the entire world stands against him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on guys. I, yeah. I mean, trust I, me. If he was the antichrist, the the bulk of the world would be standing uh, with, with him. him. Yeah, you, yeah, they'd be at his side. Yeah, you'd see Trump commercials on TV 24/7 about how kind of like uh, 
a brave new world or uh 1984 you know where big brothers uh splashed on the screen all 24 7 um but uh you know it's it's let's let's get real you know let's let's start being quit being selfish and start thinking about what are that, that that's one fault i see in american society is people don't think long range or down the road you know, they don't think about what their implications of, of their actions are going to be. You know, it's like, okay, you know, well, and, you know, Jesus told us to live each day, one day at a time, you know, and that's good. But at the same time, he also says in many times in Scripture, you know, to be prepared to watch out, to keep watch, you know, and, and things like that. And that means looking down the future to see what's going to happen or what could happen from what you do or what you don't do. And, um, you know, it's, uh, oh, what is it? My people perish for, uh, what is that scripture? From a lack of knowledge, my people perish. Well, yeah, uh, part of knowledge is, is trying to figure out what, you're, what you do or don't do, what implications that will have a week from now. You know, if I decided one day that I didn't want to go to work anymore, yeah, that that might be a pleasant thing. I might, you know, stay home and cruise the internet, you know, all day long and stuff like that. But then a week's going to go by, and then and then the end of the month, no paycheck's going to come in, and then I'm, you know, we're going to lose our house, we're going to lose our cars, uh, we're going to lose everything else because I I act I acted on one thought and didn't think what the implication would be down at the end of the uh, the end of the road, and that, that's a big fault of a lot of the church. They 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 want people to think for them. That's why um, in many Christian households, there's dust on the Bible as it sits on the shelf. Nobody picks it up and reads yeah. it. That's why there's heresies out there, because nobody will challenge the pastor when he comes up with something that doesn't sound quite right. You know, no. That's, and if something happens to the church, it's your fault because you know I'm talking broadly uh, because you didn't question your pastor you didn't look into scripture to see if maybe he's a little off base and talk with him about it yeah he might throw you out of the church well big deal there's you know 100 billion churches out there you'd find something else but um anyway it's it's from a lack of um understanding and from a lack of uh, uh well with another scripture be doers of the word not hearers only you know that requires action and um, if, if all you're going to do is be a sit in a pew Christian every Sunday, maybe on Wednesday nights and, and go to church on, um, all the major holidays, then, then basically you I hate to say this, but it's, it's worthless. You know, your, your faith is worthless because you're not doing anything. It's, um, and you know, what is that thing? Einstein's theory of body in motion remains in motion. Yeah, but you got to yeah, get up and I start do. moving. You know, I, I've noticed that, you know, when I'm not feeling well um, and I just sit around, I, I get worse. I feel worse. But if I'm if I'm not feeling good, let's say, you know, I've, you know, I've got arthralgia or something and and oh, yeah, if I get up and my knee's going to hurt. Well, I found that if I get up and start moving around, my knee actually feels better, you know. So movement and action actually are a cure for lackadaisical things and for bad things that happen. So it's it's very important. If you're a believer out there and you're not going to vote and something happens, you know, it's it's on you. 
I'm sorry, but I know that sounds like a judgment, and and, and I could be judgmental no, about this. It's a righteous, ju- it's a righteous judgment, and um, you know, workman is worth his hire. And if, if you're going to sit around like a bump on a log, then uh, you're not going to get paid. And I mean, getting paid, but I mean, um, you know, uh, reaping the benefits of doing something righteous. You know, so anyway, I'm I'm going to stop because I don't want my blood pressure to go up anymore. It's <laughs> already. So, uh, you're, you're right about that, Dave. Boy, you know, you you can indict the world for its actions. You know, I hear, you know, we hear um, things on TV. You know, oh, oh, well, you know that. I I don't watch that show because it's there's so many unrighteous things happen on that, and I'm like, well, first of all, the show is loaded with sinners, and sinners are going to sin. That's what they're good at. They're experts at it. You know. Um, you know, I don't, I don't hang out with this guy at work. I don't speak to him because he's, he's a sinner, you know? Well, there's an indictment against that thought right there in the scripture a number of times, but some of the inane things that I hear coming out of the mouth of believers or supposed believers just totally tick me off. And it's, I'll tell you, it's been the source of many a radio show. Um, because, you know, you start thinking about it and then you start studying in the scripture, what, what scriptures counter what they're saying. Um, and, um, you know, it, it goes from there. Um, there was, um, excuse me <clears throat> last night, uh, or I, I get newsletters from this guy named Garris Elkins. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Um, have either, either of you heard of him? I, I haven't. Well, he's supposedly a, um, an NAR prophet, and the guy is amazing. And, and by amazing, I mean that he, he'll look, he'll be walking down the street, and he'll see maybe uh, the way that a tree forks, and it's a peculiar way that the tree forks. And all of a sudden, and the Lord spoke to me about that. And if you go to his website, the Lord has spoken to him every day about something. And don't get me wrong, I know that he speaks to us all the time. But right. they're not they're not always prophetic insights that we're supposed to share with other people. And also there's a lot of blanket statements that this guy comes out with. You know, I'm sensing that first of all when he says he's sensing, that just really bothers me because the Lord doesn't use our senses. He he speaks to us in different ways. Um but um you know, I'm sensing that uh, there's going to be a mass blessing of prosperity and many people are going to be coming into unknown riches and stuff like that. And I was thinking one day and I said, well, what about the guy that, um, you know, is having a hard time? Uh, you know, is his marriage is stressed because he's having a hard time finding work. The wife can't find work. Um the kids are going to school in ragtag clothing because, you know, there's no money in the house. And and this guy happens to read something that this other guy has written. And he goes, oh, my goodness, this is great. You know, this is he's saying that all Christians are going to get blessed pretty soon, you know. And and then, you know, a month goes by, another month goes by. They, you know, they lose their house, their cars, the whole nine yards. And. And he's like, right. you know, what would you think if, you know, if that if you were that way? Well, first of all, you think that maybe you did, you're not a good enough Christian. You uh, you're not a good enough believer. You for some reason you've ticked God off, and He's not counting you in with everybody else that's getting a blessing. Um, and, and, and you know, think about all the scenarios that go in with that. 
you know, and um, it's it's no different than the Democrats promising something and never getting it. Um, but um, so I, you know, I just I addressed that yesterday, or was it last night? Yeah, and and it's like you know we really need to stay away from people like this, you know, and and you have have the discernment to know that. Um, I had a laugh. One of his his uh, prophecies was. Uh, had to do with buying tickets for to, to see see Peter Frampton in concert. Well, I don't know about you, but when I became a Christian, I quit listening to rock music. Um, you know, and I'm not trying to indict people that still do. It's just that something the Lord spoke to me that it was a stumbling block in my life, and that I wasn't supposed to do it anymore. Uh, Peter Frampton's, uh, you know, plays a nice guitar and stuff like that, but all of his songs are worldly, and they all have to do with sex and everything else, and. Um, so first of all, first indictment, well, you know, why are you trying to get tickets to see a Peter Frampton concert? You know, you're a prophet, supposedly. Um, why are you reminiscing about things that happened in the past, both good and bad? Because when he became a Christian, you, you changed. Uh, what is that scripture? Um, if any man's in Christ, he's a new creature. Behold, all things are passed away and all things are new. You know, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, we we still sometimes think about things in the past. We sometimes do things from the past, you know, and stuff like that. And as long as we're in our bodies, these hum, frail human, yucky bodies that we live in, um, you know, we're we're going to make mistakes and we're going to do things that you know that we probably shouldn't do. And and that's just part of the human experience. But part of the Christian experience is learning from. Um, what we read in scripture. And that's another thing that the NAR is into. They're into um, um, uh, extra biblical interpretation of uh, prophecy. In other words, uh, not everything that uh, God has, is saying now was said in scripture, which is a big no-no. Um, yeah. You know, if you, if you get a word, and Brian, you know, and, and Eric, you know, uh, if we get a word from the Lord, that word, better have a scripture to back it up and that scripture better have a scripture to back it up otherwise you better start thinking about that word that you're getting where it's coming from <laughs> and um, so anyway you know it has to do with the whole Bethel church and Reading thing but anyway it's it's people like that sit in the pews and don't want to do any of the work they're the ones that fall for stuff like this you know they're the ones that uh, that want to be told the uh, stuff from the, these prophetic types, from the Rick Joiners and everything else out there. Um, and a lot of it's garbage. A lot of it really is. And it's it's no different than the, the political ads that we're seeing on TV nowadays, you know, with lies about how great Joe Biden is and, how, and what a louse Trump is. You know, it's, it's all lies. And if, uh, you know, you believe one lie, you'll believe anything. But... Um, Anyway, uh, I think it's very important that if you're a, a, a non-Trumper or if you're a, a, a Christian believer and uh, and you care about your kids, your grandkids, your your wife, you know what's going to happen when when Biden gets not when, excuse me, in a, in a parallel universe, in an imaginary world, if Biden were to get in, um, what would happen? Uh, you know, to your wife, you know, it's uh, a lot of ladies that are pro Biden would probably start harassing her and stuff like that, you know, and and things. It's just the ramifications of of, of Biden getting in are are just too 
I don't want to say scary, but too freakish to even consider. And, and so that having been said, people should be going out in droves. There should be lines two miles long at the polls tomorrow for people wanting to vote, you know, and, and hopefully to vote the right way. But um, anyway, I, I'm, I'm going on and on, and I just realized that. But um, uh, we've, we've got two ladies on here. Um, and we have... Uh, uh, wind song who's who's always on and she's you know sending us her blessings by the way guys and um and uh kimberly who's become a a faithful listener she's been on every week and uh, these ladies are the ones that that tell me if we're sounding good and they said we sound really great um and uh kimberly got into the the mask thing um uh, talking about how you can see your breath through a mask on a cold night so what good is that and um, so, you know, I, I just love it when people like Kimberly and, and Winsong uh, get on here and, and, and start talking about stuff because there's a lot of wisdom in what they're saying. Um, Kimberly said, what about living according to our citizenship in God's kingdom, right? Jesus said his kingdom is not of this world. We are called to live as so- sojourners in this world. What stake does a sojourner have in the government of the place where he is a visitor. Well, that's a really good question, but, um, I've talked enough. Anybody want to take that one on? Um, I, I'll take it on. Okay. That, that's a really good question. Um, cause it does make yeah. sense in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if that she's talking like in Hebrews chapter 11, the faith chapter, and it talks about, uh, these men and women of faith who were being tortured back then, weren't looking for a kingdom of earthly origin. They were looking for a heavenly city in Hebrews chapter 11. So that's true. That's a hundred percent true. But also God allows us to, he puts us in places upon the earth to live and to minister for him and, and things. And um, it's a lot easier to minister God's word in a free country that is in one that is run by a tyrant or a dictator. So he's obviously uh, from the very beginning, even though America definitely is not perfect uh, next to Israel, it's the next best thing in the world as far as a country being run. And we know that a lot of our origins of our country are divine. Uh, A lot of the wars and the, Revolutionary War, the, just everything. There was divine moments, even with George Washington. We, I think you talked about this a while ago, Dave, about George Washington, or somebody did. And so I'm saying all that is God plans things out. He's, he's a God that never is caught off by surprise by anything. So obviously he brought America into being for a reason. One of the reasons, I believe, is to protect Israel and keep her safe. That's why we've been so blessed for so long. And part of that is we're a Christian nation, not as much as we used to be, but there still are a lot of believers for, in our population that actually know God. And then you have God-fearing people who don't know the Lord, but they fear God. Right. And so God wants us to use our freedoms for him worshiping him, um, you know, uh, leading people to the Lord through our ministries. And I would say to our listeners that, yes, we have a heavenly kingdom that's going to come, and I'm looking for it any day. But, and, I, and you ask anybody who knows me, that is my heart, 
Yeah. But at the same time, with America, if we lose our freedoms here, we lose the ability to minister like we can. Now, I'm not saying I know there's plenty of scripture that talks about persecution and how the church grows. That's for sure. But also, a lot of people um, can be hurt by a tyrant or a dictator like North Korea, and he can suppress the church. Yes, God can use it, but it's a lot easier to do it in a free society. It's a lot easier to have a Bible study in your home in a free society. What I would say what America needs is a revival, not a revival of repentance. God says if a nation repents and turns to him, that he will renew them, their land and heal them and heal their land and heal them. That's what we need. We don't need Biden in there telling us how to worship, where to worship and when to worship. Because believe me, that will happen. We will become China because they are in love with China. You have to have a social, um, what's it called? A social um, oh, credit number, like a like a Experium credit score. You have to have a, almost like a social credit score in China today. This is a fact. And if you don't have a high enough score, you're limited in where you can live where you can work and what you can buy. That's actually happening. That's where Biden wants to go. He's just not talking about it. So if we don't vote, which God has given us the ability to vote in a free society. So if he's given us this ability to vote in a free society, we need to vote. Israel, in the beginning, in ancient times in Israel, they had to fight for their freedom. Yes, they worshiped God. He wanted them to be worshiped at the mountain, but he also told them to fight. When they were rebuilding the Nehemiah's wall, they were building one, one, one hand, uh, just as a carpenter. They didn't use probably hammers, but on one hand was a hammer, on the other hand was a sword. They were fighting, protecting each other so they could build the wall, but they were building the wall. So there comes a time, even in Scripture, that people have to fight for their freedom. To worship. Nehemiah had to fight to build the wall, which was a type of worship, because the wall in Jerusalem was torn down, the temple was torn down, and God raised him up to re rebuild the temple, rebuild the wall, and bring Jerusalem back to where it should have been. And it, it's the same thing that right now. Um, we need to fight. We need to pray and read our Bible and worship God. But then on the other hand, we need to go vote tomorrow. And if this country turns 180 and goes the other way, then we need to do what God is showing us to do and live by our convictions. And you talked earlier, Dave, about the church. And man, I say yes and amen. The church in America is anemic. It's right. on life support. I mean, one or two churches in 10 million people down here have services uninterrupted. And they wear masks, but there's no limits. They just say anybody wants to come. One or two churches out of 20,000 down here, probably. Yeah, the rest and, of them want to just lick the boot of the state. Yeah, they, you know. they want to. I'm told, I hear this in my own church, and I won't say the name. I hear it all the time. We need to obey our local authorities. God's put them over us. That's yep, true. Romans anybody's 13. Yes. Anybody who's listening, I agree with that until they violate God's law. 
And when they tell you, you cannot worship a certain way, you cannot sing to the Lord, how would that go down in ancient times during Moses? That wouldn't go down very well. God would put an end to that really quick. So the church needs to wake up. We've been fat and sassy for too many decades because we live in a really blessed country. We're not used to being uncomfortable. And I would say to anybody who's listening who's a believer and knows the Lord, be close to the Lord, be praying, be in the word, and meet together. And if your right. church won't meet, then open your house to your family and your friends, and you meet. Right. Separate from, I'm not telling you to split the church. This is your own home. Meet. And, and don't go to your church people and start calling them up. But call your, your family. Start with your own family and your kids. Right. And, uh, and that's where it's got to start. We, the church is losing it. We're all about selling books, having prophecies, who's going to win the election. That is irrelevant to the Lord. His heart, his first thing that I know of is our heart to him individually and our heart as a church to him. That's all he cares about. Right. He doesn't care about a prophecy of this, that. And I'm not putting those guys down because I'm a prophet. I get that. I'm a prophet. I've been doing it for decades. I get it. But he's more concerned about our hearts individually, not how great a prophet sounds and what he says. Not that that's not needed because prophets prophesied for kings. But the prophets I'm hearing today are all about making money. Not all of them. There's a few out there that are really good. But a lot of them, it's about money and books and tapes and seminars. And I, I'm telling you, what God wants is a contrite heart he will not despise, just like David. David was a warrior. He was a king. But, man, he was human and he was a man. And he blew it. But what I love about the story is he knew he blew it. And when he was confronted about his sin, he fessed up to it. And That's at the right. end of his life, God says he's a man after his own heart. I am blown away. I'm goosebumps every time I read that because that there's hope for me. Exactly. I blow it. Yeah, there's hope for do. me. I'm telling you, the, the church, wake up. America, wake up because we need to fight with our votes right now because I'm telling you, the other side that don't know the Lord, they want to kill us, literally. They hate our guts. And if you're friends with the world, you're an enemy of God. Put yeah. the Lord first. He needs to be first. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm preaching. I'll be quiet. Well, then, you know, another <laughs> another um, avenue to go down in that regard, Brian, is um, uh, going back in history. Uh, we're told in the Old Testament uh, or the Tanakh and in the uh, New Testament or the Bhadashah that um, all of Israel will be saved. Now, think about this. Uh, the, the Israel that we know today is comprised mostly of the tribe of Judah, okay? And that's where we get the word Jew from, okay? Um, there are, and maybe some ben, some of Benjamin too, but there are 10 other tribes out there that were dispersed by the Assyrians. And if you follow their tracks or their travels, they, they kind of moved up uh, into Assyria and then they moved up into the Caucasus and then they moved across. And a lot of them... Uh, moved into Europe, okay, um, and, and Europe um, accepted them, 
because they, they at that time they were so apostate that they were no different than um, than the uh, the people that lived there. And uh, so anyway, you have a, a ten tribes. A lot of them go in in that direction, populated Europe, and then intermarried with a lot of the tribes that were there. So at one time there there was a significant population of Europe that it, that was mixed race or not mixed race, uh, mixed peoples. Let's say, um, you know, a Gentile and and uh, sons of Jacob at the same time. Um, as time goes on, now remember, all of Israel shall be saved. Um, and Paul talks about this too that the uh, that the the wild olive branches will be grafted into the the, the rootstock of the, uh, the 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 tree. The rootstock being uh, Israel, or, or right now Judah, and um, and the wild branches. But think that the the wild branches I looked it up of um, olives are have the same DNA as the uh, as the the rootstock. Okay, so basically they're the same thing. Or they have the same origination. So as time goes on, all of a sudden this nation crops up in the Western Hemisphere called the United States that's accepting anybody that wants to come in. And a lot of people from Europe move there. Okay, and as we're, as the as the time goes on, the uh, the Christian population in Europe starts to wane. So the people that are coming were um, well, you know, there are some Catholics that came, but most of them were Protestants from England. Uh, Huguenots from France, um, uh, Christians uh, from all different parts of uh, from Europe came to this country. Poland, Italy, the whole nine yards. Um, Portugal, we'll include those people, the Germans. <laughs> and ain't it nice we're including those people, Brian? <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, anyway, so... Um, God knows who he was going to save. So it's, you know, my contention that God knew what he was doing when he made the United States. He was making it a storehouse for the tribe of Ephraim, which is the, the, the ten tribes all combined into one. And that's the way the Old Testament or the Tanakh describes uh, Israel as um, Ephraim. And um, so if all of Israel can be saved, is going to be saved, then that has to comprise the rest of the ten tribes. So they come to the United States, and this is a storehouse for the tribe of Ephraim or the rest of the ten tribes. And uh, Christianity flourishes here. Um, I should say more Protestantism flourishes here. Um, so does Catholicism. And um, so uh, so people are getting saved left and right. I mean, there's been more revivals in the United States probably in the, than the rest of the world put together for the last 2,000 years. But um, anyway, so if we're a storehouse for the tribe of Ephraim who will... Um, are destined to be saved because all of Israel will be saved. And if we have each and every, if every, each and every Christian or person that comes to faith in Jesus or Yeshua has some Hebraic blood in them or some blood of Jacob, um, then that scripture is fulfilled. All of Israel is saved. And there, there could come a day uh, in the future when, um, when Israel recognizes that uh, the persecution against Christians is getting so great that they open up their doors and they say, you know what, you guys have been behind us for all these these decades. Uh, it's time for us to help you come be here. Now think about this: um, when God moved the Jews, or excuse me, the Israelites into uh, the, the land after the after they got out of Egypt, 40 years after, He divided them up into tribes, and each tribe had its own part of Israel. 
okay? Um, and each tribe owned that part, and, and God was so emphatic that that tribe owned that part and that another tribe doesn't take it over, that if, let's say, a woman um, from Gad got married to somebody from Dan and the woman died, the guy, the, her husband did not inherit any of the property because she was from a different tribe. So the, the, the lineage just stayed in that in that land from the people that were part of that family. So you look at Israel today and you look at, okay, well, the Golan Heights, there's problems up there. There's problems in the West Bank. There's problems in Gaza um, and, and everywhere else. Well, yeah, because the land that is being administered by one tribe, Judah, is administering land that doesn't belong to them. It belongs to 10 other tribes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, my firm belief is that there is never going to be a unity in Israel until those who will be, those, um, and all of Israel should be saved, come back to the land and start inhabiting the land that their, their forefathers, and God will work that out because he knows who came from where, whose ancestors came from where. But, um, point being that um, we need to vote for this country or in this country and for righteousness because God has ordained this country um, from its, I think it's from its very beginning to be a storehouse of the tribe of Ephraim or the lost 10 tribes of Israel. And there'll come a day when we won't be here anymore because we'll either get raptured or he'll move us over there before the rapture or whatever. And then, you know, literally all hell's going to break loose here. And um, because there's no reason, because then this country will turn against Israel uh, because there's no reason for them this to, to fight for Israel because there won't be any descendants of Ephraim here anymore. Um, right. So uh, that's why another reason why I think it's imperative that we get out and vote so that we can preserve this country, not only for ourselves and for God's purposes, uh, but also for <clears throat> for the posterity of our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and everybody else that comes after us who might still be here until God decides to either take us out, take us up, or take us over. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so there's another reason, you know, to uh, to get out and vote. And, and, and the negligence for doing that is, uh, is no to me, is no different than um, the sin of uh, Abiram and Dathan. Dathan. You know, oh, we had it better in Egypt. Let's just go back to Egypt, you know. Um, right. Oh, I have it better sitting on my couch than I do going to a voting booth, you know. Um, anyway, so that's that's where I wanted to pipe in on that. And um, so there, there are many reasons why we're supposed to. Uh, uh, but, yeah, and uh, what did uh, Billy Graham uh, said, I think he said, if God doesn't judge America, he's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. And the only thing that's keeping us afloat right now is our support of Israel, and and possibly that you know a bunch of us are of, of is uh, Jacobian roots, so to speak. Um, so uh, yes, there's a reason to fight for this country. There's a reason to um, vote for this country, and I think that uh, that kind of answers that question and i think she was asking it as a as a um you know uh uh, just to bring up the subject you know i don't think she was questioning us or anything else i think she just uh here's an idea maybe you can answer this and so i hope that we answered it uh in a way that uh was you know 
was acceptable than uh, she could understand and others could too. So um, anyway, um, so, you know, the, the countdown is on. Um, I think, uh, Eric, you got two hours till tomorrow. Um, we've still got three hours here, and it'll be interesting. And I'm kind of glad that uh, I'm off Mondays. Uh, I'm off the first the first few days of every week. I don't want to say exactly what days, but um, uh, because a lot of people listen to this show. But um, uh, it's it's interesting that I'm going to be off to watch this happen and the outcome the day after. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, you know I might it might tip me off to uh, that I need to um, look for another way to get to work because there's a line of protesters blocking I five or something. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to watch um, the uh, the left uh, explode when um, uh, I don't I don't know about California, Brian, and I don't know about South Dakota, but Oregon recently uh, passed in a law that uh, they they basically um, changed the electoral college here in this state to reflect that. Uh, Whoever wins the popular vote will be the one who will get the electoral um, college votes from Oregon. Um, is it that That's way? Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Wonder what other states have done that as well. I've heard that there's like 12 or 13 other states that have done that. Blue states? Uh, well, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, because they were the only ones that would have the reason to do it. Yeah. Um, California, I don't think, has done it yet. Um Wow, that's uh, that's a game changer. I mean, that should be stopped because that's unconstitutional, actually. Yeah, I, I believe so. Vote for how many delegates are represented by population in different counties and senators and congressmen over those counties. So, yeah, that's going around the whole Constitution there to do that. Yes, it is. Well, we we no. got a governor that that likes to violate the constitution of the state and the federal government, all that she can, right. you know. And um, and uh, you know, it's um, recently we had this thing where um, she tried to pass a. Uh, it was kind of like the Oregon's version of a green, de- the new Green Deal, and uh, it went over like a lead balloon, and it never did get passed. Uh, simply because it had been put to the voters twice, and the voters turned it down, and she tried to do an executive order in order to to go through. And um, and uh, that's when our politicians, our Republicans, had uh, fled to Idaho so there wouldn't be a quorum uh, for that vote, so they never did get the vote on it. But um, I wrote to uh, <clears throat> I wrote to her and I said, "You're violating the uh, the the Constitution of Oregon, first of all." Uh, because the legislature, even if you want this, the legislature has to approve it. You know, you can't come in and declare an, an emergency and then, you know, and and um, and do this for the environment. Um, first of all, you don't have the scientific proof that that uh, global warming is actually happening. Um, and second of all, um, there has to be a vote on it. So you violated the Constitution. Well, boy, did I catch a lot of flack from that one. You know, every liberal that, because uh, I, I posted it also on uh, Facebook and uh, on some of the uh, the news channels. And, uh, oh, it, it was amazing. Oh, are you a constitutional expert? How do you know? And I said, it's easy. I went to the, the website and I read the Constitution. I said, uh, you know, you can do that too. <laughs> 
you know, it's it's pretty clear. It's you know, there's there's not a lot of um, jurisprudence talk in there. There's not a lot of un, un understandable uh, psychobabble in there either. It's you know, they wrote it for people in the 1800s to be able to read and understand. So um, people that are sophisticated in the 21st century should be able to read it quite early or aptly. And right. uh, but uh, boy, I'll tell you, met stiff resistance on that one, and it was all from people up in Portland <laughs> and down in Eugene. And uh, go figure, right? But right. Um, is anyway. that a law now? Is that an actual the the one about the popular vote? Is that a executive order? or Is that a law that they? I think it's a man. I think it's a mandate. I I don't know if it's a law or not, but I know that they're abiding by it. Um, you're talking about the Electoral College, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, um, first of all, and I, I do agree with you that I do. it is unconstitutional because I think the Constitution provides for the Electoral College and, you know, the United States Constitution. And I don't think it can be monkeyed with uh, on a state-individual state, state individual basis. So I think if it does come up, that it'll be challenged and it'll probably be brought to the Supreme Court. Which is now now belongs to the the good side, and uh, right. go ahead. Uh, you know, are there any Republicans that are fighting this in Oregon? I mean, is uh, it like in here we have like, I think in our in Sacramento we have like twelve Republicans in the House here, and that's it. I mean, it's yeah. not very many. Yeah, there's not very many here so. either because the counties that most of the counties in Oregon are are rural. Um, and they're east of the Cascades. You know, I'm, I'm giving you a lesson on a state, your state. But anyway, um, yeah. it's uh, but there's not a lot of population, so there's not a lot of Republican representation in there. But there are enough Republicans that if they walk out, uh, there's no quorum and things cannot be voted on. So that that's a godsend there. And, and we're hoping um, and praying that uh, this election will bring us more. Uh, Republicans, because people are fed up here. Uh, you have no idea what that carbon tax involved. It involved um, if you had a vehicle, especially a diesel, that was older than something that was made in 2008, uh, you were going to be required to sell your vehicle and buy something newer. Oh. And and a lot of people here, especially farmers, a lot of farm equipment's 20 or 30 years old. They just keep it maintained. You know, they only run it yeah. maybe twice a year. So it's easy to keep maintained. So all the farmers would have to sell their their equipment and buy new, and that would that would break the the bank in most farmers, you know, and and yeah. all the truck drivers, you know, a lot of trucks are older than that, but they're well maintained. And so you know, a lot of truck drivers, uh, you know, eighteen wheelers and stuff would have to go out and buy a whole new fleet of vehicles because it's ding dong. And then the 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 funniest thing that I read, uh, funny being anticlimactic is that she's pushing for um, electric vehicles. Everybody, she wants everybody to be driving electric cars by 2030. And um, uh, about a week later, she came out with a proclamation that she supports that uh, uh, there's, I think, seven dams on the Klamath River, and uh, six of them produce electricity. She wants them torn down so that the salmon can get up the Klamath River. 
well, how are you going to make the electricity, clean electricity for electric cars if you tear down the very dams are going to, that are making the electricity for the clean cars? I guess it's back to mud huts. <laughs> I'm telling wow. you. And that's what I yeah. talk about with people right. not thinking about the implications uh, of their actions, you know? So, wow. I don't know. The Democrats, I, you know, Michael Savage, I, I, I listen to him on and off now because he's getting older and I think he's losing it a little bit. But um, he came out with a phrase uh, years ago that liberalism is a mental disorder. And uh, I'm afraid I got to agree with him. I really do. Um, in yeah. order to, to agree with uh, some of their policies, you have to be crazy. You have to be absolutely insane, crazy to to go along with it. And people just go along with it because they're known as Democrats. You know, they're, they've been democratic voters all their life and they're just going to stick to party lines and, and not consider what these actions might actually bring around down the road. And, and, uh, they, they say that part of, uh, being able to tell if somebody is crazy is if they try to do the same thing over and over again, um, and it's never worked out, but they expect different results, you know, and and that's what happens in in uh, the uh, the legislature in California, the legislature in um, in Oregon, up in Washington, and several states around this country, um, all blue states, I might mind you, and um, so um, you know when you got uh, insane people running the asylum, they don't expect things to run smoothly because they're not going to, and the results always going to turn out bad. So. Um, anyway, you know, I, I expected of her because she's the sister of Jerry Brown. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Um, the youngest sister of Jerry Brown and Jerry Brown was, um, a lunatic probably still is, um, and, um, left behind a legacy that, um, but, but you know what? The man is not stupid because he, he ran, he was governor and, uh, then they, he got out before they imposed term limits for the governorship down in California. So he let a whole generation go by and then ran again and got two more terms. So, you know, he, he manipulated the system really well. I have to, you know, if I'm going to give credit to somebody for being devious, it's the Jerry Brown, but, um, uh, these other ones, I'm telling you, it's, um, you know, it's uh, I'm, I'm, it's like I'm watching the uh, pre-flood world over and over again anymore. And um, yeah, that's for sure. So, uh, by the way, I don't know if uh, I think I wrote to you guys, but uh, let the audience know too that um, uh, Russ Tan, I think it's Russ Tanner. Yeah, Russ Tanner and um, Laura Clement are going to be on next week. They're the ones that were on a few weeks ago, and we had all the technical difficulties in the show I had to just get rid of because you couldn't hear it. But um, they've agreed to come on next Monday, and uh, we can redo the show. And um, and so that'll be good. And I'm, I'm looking at some other venues of getting more people on that uh, so that we can, um, you know, have a – uh, a wide variety of, of different sources come on. I'm still looking for a Bigfoot person to have on. I've been given a couple leads, but I don't ever get any answers back when I send emails out. Um, maybe they got abducted by Bigfoot. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, there's just a, a variety of different people that I'd like to 
get a Christian perspective on things, a biblical perspective on, mm-hmm. on different things. And um, so um, if you've got any ideas, let me know. So, and you too, audience, if you've got any uh, interesting things that you'd like to know something about, that uh, there there's somebody that can speak from a biblical perspective, and, and not necessarily just a biblical perspective, but somebody that has insight into the Bible and how it affects um, or or reflects on the subject at hand, and that would be wonderful. Um, I'm, I'm toying with the fact of having Ralph Epperson back on because he's a real expert when it comes to uh, the Constitution, and um, if, if he, what he says is right, then uh, the Constitution is null and void um, <clears throat> as, as far as um, uh, people adhering to it. Um, he's, he's pretty convincing in what he has to say, and uh, I hope he's wrong. I really do, but um, but he has a lot of other neat things to talk about the Kennedy assassination um, uh, and other and just two things to name a bunch of things that he's talked about before. So, um, but um, if anybody's got any ideas, uh, get on the um, well. I don't know. You can go to uh, the best way would be to go to the opposing the matrix um, uh, YouTube page. Well, it's still there. And, um, and just writing under any of the videos, you know, and I'll get that note and uh, we can go from there. I can give out email addresses, but it's too easy to lose it. Um, and, and another thing, too, I wanted to let you guys know is that there's a, a, a format out there that kind of rivals YouTube. It's called uh, Rumble. And I have just finished putting all of our shows that we've done on Spreaker onto Rumble. So they're all on there. So if YouTube does decide to say, hey, you guys are too conservative or, you know, you talked about a subject we don't like, we're removing you like what happened to Jim Wilhelmson, you know, um, we have a backup. So, you know, uh, if you're listening from YouTube, have at it, boys, because uh, we have different venues now and um, you will not make us silent. Uh, So anyway, uh Working hard and heavy and trying to, to get everything uh, and keep everything up and running really well. So um, onwards and upwards, or as they say in uh, New York, Excelsior. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, any other ideas, guys, uh, about uh, subject matters tonight or how we doing? Oh, what about uh-huh. uh, what about Q stuff? Oh, QAnon? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, you know, the biggest thing I can say that he's posted, um, he posted a open letter that a, I'm pretty sure it's a Catholic bishop of some kind, wrote to Donald Trump. Uh-huh. Um, and, and basically it's, it talks about a, a big global great reset that's under underway. Oh wow! Right, and he was basically warning Trump, you know, what they were going to do. You have to read the details of the letter. I, I don't have it all in front of me, and I don't remember exactly everything. But he was basically uh-huh. saying they had a plan to um, collapse the entire global economy. Um, wow! And then institute what they were going to put in place, and what they're going to do is resolve everybody's debts. Right. Right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then I think give you new money, you know, or whatever. 
but if you choke but in turn you had to sign certain rights away and agree to this and if you huh. didn't you're going to the camp oh really what wow one of the camps um actually in canada justin trudor has actually been displacing the military there and bringing in chinese troops yes. building camps they're building camps for all the people that won't go along with this this is what the world has planned um this is one of the reasons why Trump was elected for this time. Because mm-hmm. um, somehow this this Luciferian plan is either going to be held back or stopped or um, not allowed to go forth, or at least in the way that they had planned. Right. So, um, in fact, for anybody that wants to follow QAnon, uh, what I follow is QAnon.pub. That's QA n-o-n dot pub um and you can you can literally follow along but the biggest thing that he posted um as a recently on october 31st was basically are you ready to finish what we started nothing can stop what is coming it's not just a catchphrase right he says um are you ready to hold the political elite protected accountable whoa are you ready to take back control of your country Yes, yes, yes. So these are all very, very good things. So I think what's going to happen um, after the election, we'll have the we'll have the violence and the breakout. And there's there's no doubt about that. I think we can all can kind of agree with that. I don't know how big it will be. It'll I I, I can't say for sure, but it'll probably go on for a while. Right. But and anyways, I I think there's a you know all these sealed indictments are going to come down. Um, a lot of these people are going to get arrested mm-hmm. and uh, probably stand military tribunals um, for judgment uh, for treason. A lot of it's tied to the uh, the child trafficking, right? Their their engagement of the, the world elites, you know, politicians, Hollywood, even religious leaders um, throughout all the you know types of you know whether that's Islam, or that's um, you know even Christianity, Roman Catholicism, even evangelical, you know, in seminaries and stuff like that. So, I, you know, I think mm-hmm. it's going to be kind of like a nuclear bomb going off in people's face because they're, you know, at first a, a lot of people aren't maybe aren't going to be able to process what is happening. Um, but I know, you guys know, um, mm-hmm. but many people don't understand it. And at first, people will be kind of in denial of it, you know, but eventually, you know, it's going to come to the realization. Um, it's like divine judgment upon not the country, but the people that are in leadership over the country and the systems that are over the people. It's right. judgment on that, not necessarily uh-huh. the people themselves. Right. So it's like a time of, hey, I'm going to reveal all this stuff to you, Right. Uh-huh. And we're going we're gonna to deal with it, and then the people that stand are going to see it, and they're going to have to make a decision. You know, are they still going to go along with the nonsense? You know, the two camps. Right. There's going to be a dividing of the camps, and you're either going to stand one or the other. Wow. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It is. I. I. I ha- honestly, I have to kind of pinch myself all the time. Um, yeah. I'm thinking. 
because you know I, I I posted stuff on Facebook and people are like, that's not gonna happen. They're always gonna get away with it, you know. And you know yeah. what? If this was any other ordinary time, as as time has progressed on, uh, I would be in full agreement with them. I you know I'd be just as jaded as they are, but they uh-huh. don't understand what's going on. Right. You know, we're actually gonna see a divine judgment upon leadership across the scale. Uh-huh. That's going to shock a lot of people because it's going to be well-known people, prominent right. people, right. people that you thought, hey, I thought they were on our side, and they're not. You know, and it turns out they've been into all this horrible stuff, or they have literally uh, sold uh, the United States out to our enemies, giving right. them secrets, selling off our jobs, and all this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all these these wars and all this stuff type of stuff. So right. Well, you know, a lot of that came from the big bankers. Oh, yeah. um, you know, and, and Henry Ford and all that stuff, because oh, yeah. I always wondered why, you know, the minute that we would come out with a jet like the F-15, um, you know, uh, three months later, the Russians would come out with a, a very similar looking jet, Yep. you know, and, and the Chinese, too, you know, that we'd come out with something new and and bam, you know, the Chinese have it. And I think it's. um the cabal is, is you know, the the big banks are are, are pulling the, the strings of a lot of the government stuff that goes well, on. It's Go no, it's no secret that uh, we have politicians that have sold secrets that we should have kept to the Chinese. Right. There's no right. doubt about it. We know that already, even through uh, Hillary Clinton and the email server that's connected to China. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they've been selling us out. They've been sold us out to the point of getting, you know, you know, military personnel killed in parts of the country by basically um, disclosing what we were going to do ahead of time so that they could be ready and then, you know, counteract and kill our own people. Well, look, look at that SEAL team that got up Bin yep. Laden. Well, supposedly, I think, yeah. I think Bin Laden was gotten back in Well, they killed a decoy, but then... They sent someone else in to kill the team. Right, right. And they basically used. Uh, if, if I'm, somehow they Hillary sold a Stinger missile to the Middle East, and they used that missile to actually kill them. So, right, right. And that's actually kind of come out already, partially um, mm-hmm. that he was involved with it. And then Obama gave. The Iranians, $150 billion to basically not talk about it. So, Right, right. <laughs> yep, so that's it's insane. Yeah, well, you know, him him um, being um, either locked up or, or taken out would, you know, be a – should be a national holiday. Um, well, I, I think, you know, I'm looking at, you know, Trump has, um, you know, elected three – Supreme Court justices, right? Yeah, he's got and, uh, two Mark, to go, Mike, too. Right, Mark Taylor has said that he would do five in total, and I'm looking at the ones that are left that could be replaced, and there's Kagan, three left. Kagan and Sotomayor, right? Right, So, but there's also another one, I think, leftist judge, but um, I really think, and I can't say this with 100% certainty, but I think whatever ends up happening to Obama um, through all this process of getting caught... Um, oh, it'll null and void his everything he did. Right. Yeah. If he if he if he if he gets charged with treason, then his his um, presidency is stripped 
of him, right? Right. So that means right. everything that he enacted is uh-huh. null and void. It means they they can't; those two are gone. Right. So that's kind of you know I can't say that it's a hundred percent certainly that's how it would work out, but I could see that as a um, scenario that's coming. So right, right. Um, Kimberly says here that uh, I think Satan will sacrifice the cabal to bring forth his false savior, false light defeating clear darkness. Well, darkness will deceive many, I guess, what it says. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I, I, I think, you know, Trump Trump's position is to throttle our enemies, get the enemy off the back, uh, allow, um, you know, this this end time revival to happen that'll start in the United States. Um, particularly, I think, you know, if Jim is correct, uh, in Michigan, in Detroit, start from there, spread out through the rest of the country, and from there go throughout the world to prepare the, um, you know, that end time revival for the, the reaping of that rapture. Yeah, well, that's what it says. It says a great yep. revival will happen, and then the end will come. Yep. So that's that. I think is what is being prepared or getting ready to be done. So, um, so whatever this reprieve is, whether you know, I I can't say for certain the the duration of it, you know, but um, it it doesn't appear that we have as much time, um, as I thought. I thought maybe I'd become an old man, but um. Well, I you don't. just may, you know. Maybe, we, maybe, you know. I can't say I can't say that for certain. I don't, I don't know how long this reprieve will be. Um, well, they but, were talking about a junior junior ticket, meaning uh, Don yep. Junior and John F Kennedy Junior. Um, so maybe that's going to happen. That that would be kind of neat. And then you got Eric Trump. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. know. I, it could be a whole uh, Trump dynasty thing too, um, where it goes on for quite some time. But yeah, I don't know. I. I'm not really sure on the timeline of that part, but you know, right. At some point, you know, you know, this is all going to go really highly in our favor. And then it's all going to flip against us. And it's going to be far worse than it was before we got into this mess. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, of course. That's kind of how it's going to work. You know, yeah. Kind of like that, that tribulation period, the first half of it is like, you know, you know, we're rocking it and kicking butt, uh, taking names. And then that second half, um, you know, the Antichrist is allowed to make war with the saints and overcome, overcome them. But, you know, they, you know, love their life down to death. And, you know, you guys know the rest of the story on that. So, of course. but um, basically well, his his flipping out against us is just his lashing out against us, the adversary lashing out us because he's uh he's lost you know so he's, right. he just wants to take it out on us you know even though it's for a very short time so well yeah it says that uh, scripture says that he there was a war in heaven and satan was cast down the earth with his angels yep. and he had fury because he knew his time was short yeah so why so. why not uh you know take it out on all of us you know because mm-hmm. they, you know, they lose. They're the losers. Um, yeah. So when they when they lose this war in the heavens and they get kicked out, and, and this probably dials into you know 
much of what Jim Wilhelmson has always talked about, about the UFO alien in time deception. That's kind right. of what it'll be. Yeah. It'll be very, be, you know, beyond science fiction, very, um, you know, Star Trek, Star Wars-like in a lot of, a lot of effect. Um, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's going to be the, the Twilight Zone come to Earth. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's for sure. It's just going to get. It's just going to get wild. <laughs> it's just going to be. You know, the thing is, is you know, if I'm al- if I'm alive to see it, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to be walking around like, yeah, I know that, and I know this, and I know that, and yeah, nah, watch I'm not this. freaked out watch because I know happen. what that watch is. That <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Everybody else is running around, you know, running around with their heads chopped off, you know trying to figure this out i mean they're gonna they're literally gonna be falling over anybody that can bring any understanding to what what this is you know right right so and in some ways it'll it kind of be kind of a great time and you know obviously you know not so great as well it'll be exciting times but yet perilous times um well, every every day that we move closer to the return of Jesus is a uh, is a day that's better, <laughs> right? I agree. Yeah, so. that's right. Well, guys, we've gone two hours, and I'm sure that All right. Eric, you need to get your beauty sleep. And I know yeah, I got to get need, up and vote in the morning. You only need ten minutes, but you know. Um, so, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so I'm going to say good night to you guys, and um, you. Uh, Man, there's a lot of fires around here lately. Um, I get alerts when there's fires. Uh, anyway, um, you guys have a wonderful week, and uh, we'll prepare for uh, Russ Tanner and uh, Laura Clement to be on next Monday night. And uh, he sent me a file I'm going to send to you guys. It's of all the cures um, and uh, all the all the cleansing stuff and everything. So I'll try to get that to you guys tonight sometime, actually. And okay. uh, when I repost the show, but I want to know, I want you to know, you guys, I really appreciate both of you and, and it's a blessing. And, you know, you could, uh, my Barbara would testify that, uh, uh, when, uh, on Mondays, I'm like more energized because, and, and it's hard for me to be energized anymore, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that, uh, that tonight's coming up and, uh, and we get to be together and talk about these things. I really love you guys a lot. And, um, Behold how good and pleasant it is when uh, brethren dwell together in unity. And uh, you guys are my brothers, and we're unified. And and um, so it's, it's a glorious and blessed thing you guys are. So, And uh, God bless you too, Winsong. And, and uh, Kimberly, thanks for being here with us tonight and anybody else who was yep. here. Yeah, so, thank you. Yep. Okay, fellas and audience, have a wonderful, um, wonderful week, and uh, we'll talk with you soon. All right. God bless. God bless bless. you guys, too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.